Hello everybody and welcome to The Water Break on Idiot and the Bridge or on Transistor. You Transistor listeners out there are getting a special treat due to the air clock of the station. We're bringing this one straight to you on Transistor, Spotify, SoundCloud maybe even, I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, this is going a lot of places, but we're not, not sending it the through radio. the air. Nope. Um, so for those of you that don't know, this is The Water Break. Um... This is, I'm McLean, I got Creed and Will in the studio with me, and yep. we're going to talk about Suborts. Um, and we're going to start with um, a new game called The Odd Man Out. And how this is going to work is, I, uh, it's my week to host, so I'm going to say five players, um, four of them will have something in common, and the other won't. And Creed and Will have to guess who that player is and why. And if they get the player, um, I, can, I can tell them. But for them to actually win, they have to say why that player doesn't belong. Yeah. And, and we can ask for players, uh, extra yeah. additional players that belong or do not belong if we, like, say we can't get it. This is true, Will. You can't do that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think we should just get it started. Um, we're going to start with... Um, I think we'll start with these five players. We're starting with Ryan Fitzpatrick, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson... Leonard Fournette and David Johnson. Hmm. Um, I'm this gonna go. Interesting. Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he hasn't he hasn't played the entire season with with one team. No, he has. Or oh wait, that was this year. Never mind. Um, is Ryan Fitzpatrick the odd man out? No, Ryan Fitzpatrick fits. Okay. Could it be Kyler Murray? Nope, Murray fits. Hmm. Lamar Jackson. Nope, he fits. Okay. Guys, this is like. You guys are doing really yeah. bad at this. Leonard Fournette and David Johnson, one of them doesn't belong. I'm going to say David Johnson is That's the one correct. who doesn't belong. Why, though? But, uh, let's see. He hasn't started a whole lot this season. Could and it be something a, like, he it could be something like draft, that? Right? David Johnson? No, he was Johnson not a first-round draft pick. Oh, okay. uh, but I don't think a whole lot of those players were. Um, were they? Kyler no, Murray was. was. Lamar Jackson was the last Jackson. pick in the first round. Oh. And Leonard Fournette went at like six. Fitzpatrick wasn't, though. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. So. Hmm. What could he do that the others didn't? Is he the only one to not start the first game of the season? No, he did year? start the first game of the season. Uh, he has missed a bunch since then, though. Okay. He's been injured, and Kenyon Drake has exploded. Hmm. I don't know, Creed. Do you add anything for this one? I have no clue. Once honestly. I tell you, you're all going to be like, oh. Really? Do you guys give up? Yeah, sure. sure let's hear Okay. It. The answer is David Johnson because he's the only one on this list who doesn't lead his team in rushing. Are you serious? What? That was an easy one. You guys didn't Dang. even ask for more. You would have gotten it if you'd asked Kyler for more, Murray too. Kyler Murray leads his team in rushing? Yeah, he's yeah. got like 500 yards, and well, DJ's only got DJ's like 300. DJ's been out for a long time. And Kenyon Drake is getting close, but... It's uh, still Murray. Yeah. And then Ryan Wait, Fitzpatrick but, has oh, yeah, 219 rushing yards. Fitzpatrick has a yards. lot more than people think, and Lamar Jackson pretty obvious. Like, yeah. He's crazy. That's that's actually kind of obvious now. Yeah, yeah, Fournette, obviously, he has barely any rushing yards. He's only got like 600 on the season, but he's still leading the Jags. because they leading, This was like yeah. last week when I told you guys the one, and you guys, after I told you, you were like, oh, but before All right. no one knew it. So should we go to another one? Sure. Sure. Okay, this list this is all receivers. Um, Julio Jones, Larry Fitzgerald, Demarius Thomas, Michael Thomas, and Julian Edelman. Uh, Edelman nope. is the odd man. Okay, because he's the only one who's won an MVP, right? Um, he was a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, Super Bowl MVP, that's what um, I meant. 
But, uh, yeah, you're right. He's the only one who's won. But that's not the condition. But that's not the condition. Okay. And he doesn't, he, he's not the odd man out. Would it be, um, let's see. They're all active players, if that helps. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, hmm. is it Jones? Um, no. Julio Fitz. Is it Fitzgerald? Oh. Nope. <laughs> Larry Fitz. Uh, is it Michael Thomas? Yeah, he's the odd man out, but okay. why? Why? That's what I was thinking. I was thinking it was Michael Thomas, but I'm not sure why. Wait, so, wait, DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins is in there, right? DeAndre Hopkins would not fit. Um, if Michael Thomas and DeAndre, okay, would it be they have to have at least 10 touchdowns on the season so far? Um, no, Demarius Thomas definitely does not have 10 touchdowns. I'm not even sure if he has one. Or no, Thomas is the only one with 10 touchdowns. Um, no. Because uh, Larry Fitzgerald, I think, does. Really? This year? He might not. I don't think this year. No. That might be true, but that's not why. But it's why. not the condition. Okay. Yeah, if you ask for some more hmm. in, some more out. Give me yeah. give me one that's in. Uh, Brandon Cooks would fit. Cooks. Uh... Brandon Cooks would actually fit twice, if that helps. Okay. Um, that's Alshon a... Jeffrey would fit, and so would Golden Tate. Okay, so the fitting twice thing. He... So could it be? He would. Uh, he had. He accomplished the thing that you have to do to get on this list twice. He doubled it, or he accomplished. No, he accomplished the, the thing twice. twice. And okay. so did, for what it's worth, so did Demarius Thomas and Edelman's done it like five times. Is it a Super Bowl? Is it, yes. Is he the only you one have who to hasn't get won to a Super Bowl? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. There um, we go. You don't Wait. even. You don't have to win it. Just play just it. Just play in it. Okay. Fit. Well, so yeah, yeah, like, but there's a lot of good receivers who haven't won, a, who haven't even been to a Super Bowl. Abe, Antonio Brown, Devonte Adams, T. Y. Hilton, Randy yeah. Moss. They've all been snubbed. Randy Moss, no, he did with the Patriots. Oh, wait, yeah, he did. I mean, um, and he's not an with active the player. Vikings, so. he didn't. Nope. And um, they all had to be active players yeah. for it to count. All right, there we go. So I got one. So you got one. Nice yeah. job. Is that all for this one? Uh, I've got a couple got more. One. All right, let's hear them then. <laughs> okay, this might last a while. Um. Okay, we're going to go with Logan Ryan, Dion Lewis, Trey Flowers, Jacoby Brissett, and Calais Campbell. Um, is it Brissett? No. Hmm, okay. Uh, so are you expecting us to just guess by now? or You can ask for some more. Is Calais Campbell the only one at, uh, he's the odd man, the odd man out, out yes. because he's the only one that started this season? Uh, no. Oh, no, Brissette did because Luck Brissette retired. Brissette did, and, and Flowers did. Flowers, okay. So Campbell's the odd one out. Yes. Uh, I'm kind of lost on this one. Does that have anything to do, do want, with, like, college? No. Do okay. you want some more uh, sure. answers? You'll What's, get it I if I... I want one more that's out. You'll get it if I say more. Somebody who yeah. doesn't belong, there's a lot of people that don't belong. Uh, Alan Robinson wouldn't belong. Latavius Murray wouldn't belong. What's one that's, like, maybe a few that are in? Uh, Danny Amendola... Would uh, James White, White. Uh, Jimmy GQ, Jimmy Garoppolo? Mm. I'm sorry. Yeah, you should be uh, able to get it by now. Uh, no, I I'm blanking. Stephen Gaskowski would be in. Uh, Matt Lacoste would be in. Maybe like a few more players that would be in. Would be in. Okay, well I'm running out of players. Uh, Nate hmm. Solder, um, Julian Other... Edelman. Uh, Why are these all like Antonio Brown? players that's it that's it oh. Creed got it oh. I'm so uh, smart Campbell was the odd one out because he was never He's a patriot never a patriot I'm so smart yes nice job I'm Creed. thinking really? about it and I'm like hmm yeah dang it okay well we all right got one. and then this next one um decides he's doing it next week no there's actually two more <laughs> oh well that's a problem actually there's three more 
That's a oh, let's large hear him. Let's hear that's him. a large problem. Okay, so this one is Marcus Mariota, Derek Henry, Mark Ingram, Lamar Jackson, and CMC. Um, is it Marcus Mariota is the nope. only is the no, odd one? No, is it CMC oh. because the other four people on this list? Um, you know what? Never mind. That's CMC is the odd man out. Okay, because oh. I was thinking Mark Ingram and um, so Mariota and. Well, you know, CMC's Mariota the and Henry are teammates, and Ingram yeah. and Jackson are teammates, yeah, but that doesn't matter thinking. at all. Oh, okay. Okay, so Henry has over 1,000 rush yards, right? That's true, but Ingram doesn't, uh, Ingram and Mariota doesn't, definitely doesn't. Mariota doesn't. Lamar Jackson might be close, but I don't think he does. You want some more that are... Lamar, yeah, he's over 1,000. What is another that's out? Another that's out, uh, Sam Darnold. Hmm. Hmm. Sammy Watkins tough. would also be out. Who's one that's in? Uh, RG3. Uh, Baker Mayfield is. Uh, Jameis Winston is. Over I'm, six I'm feet. Lost. No. You know who is in is Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Huh. It'll help. Think okay. about college. These yeah. are all NFL players, but think about what they've done in college. Oh, Heisman? Heisman, yeah. CMC's oh, never won CMC's the Heisman. CMC's never won the Heisman. Uh, yeah. I was thinking like what college I went to in like Stanford. Okay. Let's okay. go. Okay. Let's go. Um, that makes that's sense. two. Although CMC is the only um, Pac-12 out of those. Uh, um, yeah. So I could have done that, but hmm. I'm too tired and lazy. All right, we're going to try. We've got two more. We're going to try. This one's got Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Terry Bradshaw, Joe Namath, and Peyton Manning. Um, Is Brady the odd one out? No. Hmm. Namath? No. Rodgers? No. Manning? <laughs> yeah. Really? It's Manning. It is Manning. Is oh. it Manning because he's the only one who has a brother that played in the league? Um, No. Um, but that that kind of That is works. true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want some more that fit, um, Jim Kelly would fit. If you guys know Jim Kelly, okay. Jim Zorn actually fits the list, but oh, he, he gets by on it. No, oh. no, I don't think Brady, Rogers, oh, and yeah, Bradshaw yeah, yeah. were all right. Yeah. Although doing lefty quarterbacks, I gotta stick that one in my back pocket. That's an maybe interesting do that later. one, but yeah, like I could do like Michael Vick, uh, uh, Steve Young. We're on to it now, though. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> hmm. well. Maybe he won't Wait, get it. Wait, who is the person out? Now I'm really confused. Uh, Manning was the okay, man Manning out. was out. Um, won a Super Bowls last year? Um, Manning's no. the only one to have lost to the Seahawks in a Super Bowl. Ha. Um, I just brought that yes. up so I could say that. Yes. Yeah, they but did. But guess who didn't um, lost? Do you guys want some more that would fit? Roger Staubach would fit. Um, hmm. Are there more that would fit or not fit? Um, there's not too many more that would fit. There's a lot more that don't fit. This is a pretty exclusive club. Hmm. And this is completely guaranteed by luck. There's no personal accomplishment you can do to obtain this. Huh. Okay. Would it have anything to do with starting on certain nights? No. Okay. That what was just about a random jersey guess. numbers? It does have something to do with jersey numbers. Jersey number oh, oh. Uh, played the amount of years that their jersey numbers? Um, no, because Brady definitely played more than 12. Jersey number below 15? No, I. You're getting close. Uh, do you want me to just tell you? Mm, sure. Okay. Everybody wore number twelve for at least one game, besides Manning. Oh. And Jim Zorn, you might be saying, "Yo, McLean, you're 10, crazy." Jim yeah, Zorn he, wore ten. He also did do twelve. 
he wore one when his jersey tore. This is a really cool story. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get content out of this. Um, his jersey tore before the game in warmups because back then they wore really loose jerseys and really sticky gloves, which caused oh. them to get torn a lot. So this was pretty common. So what he did was his backup name was Sam Adkins, Adkins number twelve. Um, this was of course before Seattle had retired the number twelve, so he was wearing it completely legally. This was in the very early days of the franchise, and um, so he played a whole game in Adkins jersey. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. This is cool. All right. Creed has to go, but you guys, but Creed did win, so he'll be doing the next one. Yep. Creed has broken his losing streak. (laughs) Of nine. Three years. Of... Creed has. I think years. Creed has only won one game this show. So I think on two. or one 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 game this year. Two. Yeah. Two. Well, now it's two. Um, hey, no, Creed. Creed three. won the final game of the decade. Yeah, Creed okay. enters the decade as the water break champion. Okay, Sadly. I don't know how I feel about that. Sadly, yeah. Okay. Also, the thing is, when we did trivia with like all the other shows too, I kind of demolished everyone. So. Oh yeah, when we did the spicy trivia, that and, was fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, see you guys. Creed Later. has left the chat. All Goodbye, right. Creed. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. 89 The Bridge. Or yes. Transistor. Hey, we're back on the water break. Uh, Creed has left the chat. Um, but you know what? That means it's just me and Wheel, so we got the good members here. Yeah, exactly. Boom. Things will go smoothly. There'll be no light, squeaky voices on, and nobody will say, uh, a bunch. No, I'm just I'm kidding. I'm still Creed, here. Creed's a, oh, that's true. Actually, wait. I mean, uh, I'm still here. No, Creed's a good member. Creed's a good Except member. Except for when he starts talking about soccer. <laughs> soccer then, his, then his value goes down a bit. But like, besides that, he does a good job. He talks about sports occasionally. And yep. that's what we require here. If you're looking, if you're like sending in uh, maybe... A, like a job app? You just yeah, gotta like know applications. sports. No, a bit of sports, not <laughs> soccer. Anything else will take you. We really need somebody who can like talk about basketball and make it look like they know what they're talking about. So yeah, we're not very good at that. If any of y'all are like really smart about basketball and you're looking for a job where we don't pay you, then by all means. Yeah. Oh, and and you're free on Fridays uh, so that we can tape the show. Yeah. It's it's (laughs) one hour a week. uh, No pay. No benefits. Nothing. No bonuses. Oh, there is a benefit. You do get to go on the radio. But that's true. That's not a cool benefit. I mean, you get to meet me. Like I'll shake your hand. Maybe if you're cool. And Will has met. Wayne Gretzky. So, like, so this, hand therefore, has, this hand has been near Wayne Gretzky's hand, which makes it, like, that's pretty cool. So, therefore, by association, yeah. you have now technically shook hands with a guy who's shook hands with Wayne Gretzky. Yep. Yep. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, can't see any reason that wouldn't make sense. Yep. Yeah. Just apply. You know the number. Probably don't. We didn't. We're not taking 206-275-9104. Oh, now we're actually going to get people who apply. Although this is not going on the air, so ha, <laughs> they got us there. It's going on transistor. Though. It's going on transistor. Right, but yeah. uh, anyway, um, all we seriousness, um, we're getting back to it. Um, me and Will are thinking about introducing a new segment uh, where we look at the QB radar. Now we all know the NFL is a quarterbacks league. Um, yeah. You don't think of the Chargers. You think of Philip Rivers and the Chargers. You don't think of the Seahawks. You think of Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. The guys wearing numbers less than twenty really won't run this league. And yeah, I completely agree with that. Unless I mean, there's a few teams where I don't think that's the case. Like maybe not so yeah. much on the Jaguars. There's a couple of trailer um, quarterbacks. That, some teams with really solid defenses. Um, maybe back when Mortals better. was on the Jags, the quarterback was definitely getting carried. And the Panthers yeah. were able to put together a nice little four-game win streak with Kyle okay, Allen. Yeah, if you think of the Panthers, it's definitely CMC or Keekly. Yeah. Those are those are the two players that you'd go for. 
So, but definitely not Allen. I think Newton, when he played, you would say, oh, that's Newton's Panthers, but not yeah. anymore. So anyway, um, while we're busy glorifying the quarterback position and, uh, you know, bashing everybody who does not play quarterback, I think we should tell everybody what our new segment is going to be. It is um, called the uh, the Quarterback Radar where we judge, um, you know, how safe every, you know, starting quarterback's job is in the league and how set this franchise is. Like, so if we were going to look at, you know, a team, let's make up a team, let's call them, let's make up a completely fictional team, let's call it the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Um, <laughs> and um, we were like, the Seattle Seahawks, they have a really good quarterback called, uh, let's make up a completely fake name. John called, Smith. Uh, called, uh, uh, Russell Wilson. Russell <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> and um <laughs> I wonder if he's any good. Oh, he's really good. He's uh got named to the to the to the bro pole. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he might even make the lay puffs. <laughs> okay. We're funny. All right. Um so sorry, I'm too busy making jokes. I taped my award-winning comedy show The Rutabaga earlier today. Flex. Okay. Okay. And um <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Uh, so the quarterback needs uh, radar is gonna be like we're gonna put a um, we're gonna put every team's quarterback situation in one of four tiers. And tier one, this is where most of the league will be. Will be all set. You know, most of the league is all set. The Seahawks all set. Yeah. Ravens all set. If you don't hear about somebody Bills, on our show, probably all set. Yeah, you can yeah. assume that they are all set. And so basically, it's gonna go through to tier four, right? Yeah. So tier so two is like pretty decent. Tier two is there's a pretty good chance. Improvement. There's a pretty good chance your guy will be back next season, but like you never know, anything's possible. Yeah. Tier and three, you know, it's probably it's, it's, it's a 50, coin toss. 50, but it's probably not happened, like leaning on that side. And then yeah. tier four, you know, there's a pretty good chance. Your it's guy not better have happen. his resume up to like, date. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh I think we should start off with a team that's got a pretty interesting situation at quarterback. I think we just start with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. Yes. Um so Garner Minshew, Nick Foles. Actually benched a few weeks ago due to his lackluster performance. Actually didn't put up a single point, I think, in the mm-hmm. one the one half he did play. And Garner Minshew took his place, who put, ended up putting up, what, 14 points in yeah, the second half? he scored. Better than Foles. So <laughs> anyway, Minshew's been in there for a few weeks now, and I think he's kind of confirming that starting position for himself. But really? at this point, we don't, know, we don't know if he'll play next year, if they're going to try and find a solution, or if they're going to say, Nick Foles, you know, we gave you this four-year contract, get your stuff together, and maybe we'll give you another chance. So, so you think it's that- kind of hard to see what they'll do, but I think, I think Minshew's a tier two. So you think between Minshew and Foles, you think the starting quarterback for the Jags in 2020 is on their roster? I think I think he is. Yeah, they're they're either it's gonna be Minshew because they think he's better than Foles, or they're gonna say, you know, we're not gonna waste Foles' contract. We might as well just get him if no one else wants to trade for him. Yeah, you think they might? Um, if they're gonna, what they could do. This is a this is a very baseball MLB esque tactic, um, which is to. Um, Put your more expensive players into a bigger role to try and make them perform better so that other teams will want to trade for them. And then you sell them at the deadline to get young players who you can then develop into better players later, which is, you know, the Mariners did that this past season. I think the Jags might be the first NFL team to be doing that. 
it's a smart tactic. I'm not yeah. too familiarized with it just because I'm not like a huge, huge baseball fan. But I mean, it sounds like it works from what yeah. I've heard here. And I mean, it did work with the Mariners. They gave Edwin Encarnacion a starting everyday role and they did the same for Mike Leake, sending him out into the rotation every fifth day. These players well outperformed their contract and gained a nice prospect return. So, and the Mariners still have never won a championship. So neither of the Canucks. All right. I knew you were going to bring that up. I knew you were going to bring that up. Of course. All right. Every time. Every single time. Anyway. um, (sighs) So you think the Jags are in tier two? You think think they're in tier two. Minshew Uh, could be back. I would I would love I mean maybe I'm being biased here but yeah. I'd love to see Minshew there obviously oh, just the WSU guy and his style it's pretty cool just to see him but Foles is not a bad option either so if it came to that you know I'm not like a huge I'm, I would like Foles quite a bit due to you know him beating Tom Brady <laughs> yep. anyone who beat Tom Brady like I love automatic you. Matt I love respects. you yeah so I don't know I think they're I think they're in a pretty solid situation oh for sure all right and then I'll I'll ask of another team. What do we think of the situation of the L.A. Chargers? Oh, yeah. So that's that so should Rivers be uh, keeping his resume up to date? I his think, contract is up after this year. I think they're tier four. Tier, tier four. four, guaranteed. Tier like, four. You think Rivers has next to no is, chance for being back? This is his last year. This is his last year. I think even if he performed well, this is the end of his contract. He's old. I don't know if they would sign him for that much longer. And he hasn't performed well, so it's it's just taking away from his chances to get that spot back. So oh, yeah. their team is kind of primed and ready to go for a Super Bowl run. I mean, they have Bosa, they have Eckler, they have Gordon, they have Keenan Allen. And Phillip Rivers is, in my opinion, kind of the thing holding them back at this point. Really? Yeah. So what would you think about, you know, handing the game over to or handing the reins of the franchise over to a quarterback who will never be the problem with the team. You know, no team has ever lost a game because of a quarterback like this. I'm yes, I am talking about the absolute best game manager ever to step onto the football field. LA Chargers backup quarterback Tyrod Taylor. So, he's not a bad, like not a bad option. Yeah. Honestly, I think he got taken out of Buffalo just because, you know, Josh Allen was a pretty good option they had. Josh Allen's obviously paid out mm-hmm. in the past few, uh, well, the past few months. Yeah, Josh Allen's putting together a bit a of a really, nice He's had a really, really nice season. It's kind of underappreciated, to be honest, because a lot of people accredit the Bills' success to their defense, which is partially true because they have a pretty stellar defense. Number three in but, the league. But besides that, Allen, I mean, it's definitely not a bad performance. He's played really well this year, and his arm strength is pretty much unrivaled. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I think Mahomes might be the only guy who could throw a football as far as Josh Allen. Could. Only guy that I think has a chance. And yeah, Josh Allen, uh, he'll get the finer points like accuracy. He'll get that down. As That'll it develop. Comes. It comes. Yeah. Like as you kind of saw with the Russell Wilson, as he started out, he ran a lot. He was good, but he wasn't as accurate as he is now. And now oh, he's more. He's he's turning into Tom Brady. Yeah. And Cam Newton, another guy who followed that same path, you know, real running quarterback. Um, you know, uh, obviously big, big arm coming out of college. Um, I think he was a Heisman winner too. Um, he could really sling it out, but he was not very accurate, um, and couldn't throw into tight windows that well, but it developed. Cam Newton turned into a franchise quarterback, won the MVP in 2015, and then went to the Super Bowl and didn't fall on it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not too mad about that. I love bringing that up. And my relatives would never let it go. I agree with you that um, Cam Newton, uh, 
or not Cam Newton, Philip Rivers, definitely a tier four uh, quarterback in terms of job security. Philip Rivers, he should really have his resume uh, uploaded. Yeah. You know, and somebody should give him like a list of the multi-level marketing schemes in his area. <laughs> um, don't work for a multi-level marketing scheme, guys. Life advice with the water break. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Cam Newton uh, brings us a nice segue into the next team that I want to look at. Uh, where do you think the Panthers stand? Okay. I was hoping for the Lions because there's kind of an interesting oh, situation there. Okay. All right. We'll save that then. So Kyle Allen, I mean, I didn't think I did not have a lot of faith in him after his first very first performance with the Panthers. But, you know, I know he's kind of I mean, he's basically giving the ball to Christian McCaffrey, who's running it. Yeah. But I still feel like he has a chance. So I'd give this like maybe a tier three. Maybe a tier three? Maybe. So it's a tier three. You think Kyle Allen should be? I think it's a toss up. I don't know. They could. It could kind of go both ways depending on how he finishes the season. But I think they. I think you see how he does over the summer. Uh, just definitely put some work into him, and then if he comes back the next season looking good, ready to go, I think that's your guy. Like I'll say this. I'll put Kyle Allen. I think the Panthers are a tier four really? right now. Oh. Yeah. I'd I don't say know about that. Kyle Allen, I mean, he came from A&M, so it's proof that he knows how to win under the lights. But what he doesn't know how to do is manage games. He tries to make throws that are too hard for him to make. He tries to make throws that nobody should be able to make. His footwork is um, still in development. It could use some work, is all I'm saying. Um, but I do not think that Kyle Allen is worthy of a starter spot, especially not on these Carolina Panthers, who have the roster pieces that they could win now. I think... Cam Newton's Carolina tenure is done. The nail is in oh, the yeah. coffin. That, he's definitely, his time is over. His That's time is over. He should be looking 100%. at houses in Chicago. Um, I've heard they come cheap in the winter because nobody wants to live in Chicago in the winter. So he should be <laughs> no. buying now. No, yeah. I heard in like Edmonton, if you have a car and you park it outside in winter, like it'll be, it'll get to negative 30, stuff like that. Your oil will freeze. The car will not start up. Like you have to keep it inside and plugged in. And there's a bunch of different oh, things. Oh, for you sure. Need to Especially do. if you have a diesel car. The diesel, it'll like it'll congeal and it'll turn into you know when you make bacon in the oven. Yes. And the grease in the bottom of the pan, you leave it out, um, and, and it'll it like, like solidify hardens. into yeah. that like yeah. gross chunky stuff. Oh, I love licking that stuff out of the pan. I'm just Sir? kidding. I'm just kidding. That is weird. <laughs> yeah. No. That's what no. the diesel fuel in your car will turn into, and it won't start. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. That's why I know a lot of people dislike Seattle because it's pretty miserable. We get a lot of rain. Yeah, It's raining right today. now. As I'm we're doing this show. Literally, I am still soaked from you waiting out for the like the bus in the pouring cold rain, which never came. As a matter of uh, fact, the oh. bus never came. Yeah. Thanks to my driver for that one. Anyways, I sat out there and like I had to go in and grab my dad and my dad was just sitting there. He thought someone was breaking into the house because <laughs> my brother was just leaving for school and stuff. And he was like, hey, who's there? I was like, dad. We need to go to school. But he was nice. He drove me to school with pretty much no complaints. And here I am. Well, good for Still you. Still kind of damp. <laughs> good uh, for you. Seven hours later. Anyways, that's so off topic. Yeah. I don't know how I got that. I don't know how we got that far yeah. off topic. Panthers quarterback situation. Um, Kyle Allen is a tier four quarterback. And I think that the Panthers, I actually think that the best move for them going forward would be to go and grab Tyrod Taylor now while he's cheap. You know I love Tyrod Taylor. I think that he deserves the keys to the Chargers franchise, but I think that he would have an unprecedented level of success in um, with the Carolina Panthers. And why I think that is because the scheme that they've put together is very, very similar 
to um, what he was able to succeed with in Buffalo. You know, you've got a dynamic, shifty, elusive running back who's capable of catching 10 balls a game and carrying it 30 times, you know. Yeah. With Buffalo, it was LaShawn McCoy. Even, and it was a declining LaShawn McCoy at that. And this is a prime, young, healthy, all-the-time Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, exactly. I think I think they could do something. But I don't think... I think people need to give Kyle Allen a bit more of a chance. He hasn't played for that many games so far in the season. That's true. And I think if you have a quarterback that's shown they can win in certain circumstances, I think you need to give them more of a shot to prove that they can do it against other better teams. So I think if they give him a bit of next year, see how he pans out, I think that would be the correct play. And then, <sighs> then maybe bring someone in. But... It's it's a gamble. That's the problem. I don't know. I'm not a professional GM. I think this Panthers system was built to be won in by a mobile game manager, you know, not mistake maker type quarterback. So a Tyrod Taylor, another guy who I'd suggest they take a look at is uh, Marcus Mariota, who's obviously yeah. his, his contract is uh-huh. up with Tennessee after the season. He should not have he should not carry the expectation to be paid like a starter. Yeah. So what they could do is phrase it as like a look, Marcus, we like you. We'll bring you in for a little competition. Um have him compete with Kyle Allen and Will Greyer, who, by the way, starting on Sunday, and he's gonna be the fifty-sixth different quarterback to be the named starter this hmm. season. Hey, well now you're speaking my language. I hear Mariota, my ears perk up. I'm like, oh, what are we talking about? <laughs> What are we, that's interesting. Oh yeah, but yeah. Marcus I, Mariota. Yeah, I mean, come on, Mariota deserves a like a shot, another shot at a starting role, at least with a team like that. I think he would really fit them. He definitely deserves the chance to compete for a starting role again. Ryan Tannehill has swept him out of town. Oh, everybody, yeah. Ryan Tannehill's he's definitely proven himself. And everybody, I'm not argue against it. Who's ever bought a Marcus Mariota Titans jersey oh. needs to trade it in for a Tannehill right yeah. now. Yeah. Will <laughs> so what I'm no I haven't gotten one I'm actually kind of hoping for a Metcalf one for Christmas DK uh, Metcalf Keller Rush I would because I think Russell Wilson is probably the safest player and that'd be cool oh, but I sure. have an old Wilson jersey so I think besides Wilson the safest player on that team in my opinion is probably Metcalf like I think the running backs can be moved really easily uh, I think Lockett it might be you know. As much as I hate to say it, maybe on his way out in the next couple of years, he's getting he's got older. Three years left on his contract. Though. Yeah, he's not leaving anytime soon. But I think Metcalf has like the ability to become a really, really big player over the next couple of years, and I really, I think I'd like a jersey from him. I mean, just because he's huge and he makes a lot of good plays for the Seahawks. For sure, too. I do like that. Anyway, I think that'll bring us to the end of this segment of the water break. Um, and you guys can stay tuned. Oh, wait, we're on Transistor. You guys can just, like, keep listening. We'll be back in, like, 10 seconds. Yeah. All right, we'll see you guys later on the water break. Hello, 88.9 The Bridge listeners. We are back very soon, as promised. Will's going to talk about some hockey, and I'm going to try and be helpful. Yeah, we'll see if that happens. Anyways, a pretty big week in hockey. You know, there was some stuff I talked about Tuesday on my other show, Questionable Sports. The Blues beat the Oilers with a backup it, goalie. You can hear it Tuesday at 3. Now it's just all an excuse just to plug my show. Tuesday <laughs> at 3, make sure you listen to it, Questionable Sports. Tuesday at 3, I'm going to keep repeating it, listen to it. Anyways, uh, with that being said. Tuesday is at 3 in the new year, right? Tuesday at, th- at 3 in the new year, that is correct. It will not be going on uh, this coming Tuesday. But it will come on in the new year. First Tuesday of the new year at three. That's you guys. Um, is it? Yeah, it should be. Should be. Anyways, uh, Taylor Hall 
he finally got traded. Uh, no longer a New Jersey Devil. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. That's probably the biggest thing that's happened this week. But yeah. So I guess Arizona, I'll talk about that. Right? He's on Arizona, who were the front runner to pick him up. There were also a few teams looking. One of which I believe was St. Louis. Uh, he's a good player. They did not. They did not end up getting him. And he hasn't done too much for Arizona yet. But that's suspected. He hasn't played a whole lot of games. Uh, right now, the kind of the point race that's been kind of, you know, it's going on for the whole season at this point. You have Brad Marchand, David Posternock, the Boston Bruins duo, putting up major points this year. You have um, no Connor Stanley McDavid over for the Bruins. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, who are both are two of the top players in the league. Uh, Dreisaitl and McDavid, I believe, have pulled out as of now. Uh, they're slightly ahead of Marchand and Pasternak, who are not far behind. And these two pairs are just far and away above everyone else. Uh, two other notable names are Nathan McKinnon and Alexander Ovechkin, who are probably right behind them. You have McKinnon just been an absolute beast recently. Uh, he scored a goal in the last game they played. He's been playing really well. And so have the Colorado Avalanche, which brings me to the standings. Capitals leading the league with 53 points as of the time of recording. It's pretty crazy, but not too unexpected. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the Capitals, and they only have a few losses this year, which I'm kind of sad about. One of which was an overtime loss to the Canucks, because the Canucks are the best team in the league. Uh, anyways, Bruins. Sir? Bruins over there in the Atlantic District, leading by a pretty good margin. Capitals, uh, the Islanders are trailing the Capitals uh, by five points as of now, but the Capitals are still ahead by quite a bit. I'm going to have to disagree with the part where you said the Canucks were the best team in the league. Over on the Western side, I'm going to ignore that because they are. Over on the Western side, you have the St. Louis Blues leading the Central Division. Not too much surprise there. Um, but what is surprising Stole. is the Dallas Stars in third place, just right behind the Colorado Avalanche, who occupies second. The at Blues 47. beat the Oilers with a backup goalie. Okay. Yeah. So the Stars, they've been on a really hot streak in probably their last 20 or 30 games. It's been really spectacular, to be honest. Uh, they, they had a horrible start to the season, and they've really picked it up. Probably the last 15 games or 10 would be more like it. They've had a crazy, crazy um, last month. Yeah, they've got a chance to be for hockey what the Washington Nationals were for baseball. And I mean, they've looked solid. Yeah, it's been a crazy comeback, and uh, sadly, I'm saying the same thing about the Wild, because the Wild have had a crazy last 15 games, too. Where did the Wild come out from? They They were were like worst in the league uh, in the very first month, and now they are with an even record. They're still closer to the bottom of their their division, but their division is they're in one of the best divisions, if not the best division in the league. So it is hard for them. But I don't know. I like they still have a negative five goal differential. And I think that's where they kind of don't belong up there. And another thing that I notice is the Canucks sitting over here uh, with a plus four goal differential. They are behind both the Flames and the Oilers, who the Flames sitting at a negative 13 goal differential and the Oilers sitting at negative three. I mean, come on. How does that even happen? They're positive, yet they're so far ahead of both of those teams in goal differential. It's not that's not fair. Come on. Um, but right now they're looking to make the wild card slot. I hope they do. I really think this could be a year for them, just depending on how some of the rookies perform. They've been kind of injury riddled recently. I mean, Alexander Edler been out for a long time. You've had um, Quinn Hughes, their pretty much star defenseman, been out for a long time. It's not. It doesn't help. 
but I feel like their teams their teams healthy, they're ready to go as of now, and I think these these next few months could kind of define the rest of their season. Anyways, that's about it for hockey. That's about um, it. Yeah, there's not too much more I want to talk about. There was there was an interesting game though. I think it was yeah, Wild Coyotes. Wild put up eight points on the Coyotes, and this has been happening Yikes. more and more. Uh, it's not good to see those high scores. I I prefer maybe like a five to three, like something where five is the Did highest. Rap at score. least put up a couple and keep it close. Did who? Rap for the Coyotes. The Coyotes they put up five. Yikes. So it's a high-scoring game. That's uh, a shootout. The goalies, yeah, definitely getting yelled at in the locker rooms after that one. Man, who but, pitched that game? <laughs> That's oh a boy. baseball score. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I like to see the lower scores. Usually they're more intense at the ends. High-scoring is there's so many goals. It's fun to watch high-scoring games because you're always on your feet cheering when you guys score. But at the same time... It's pretty back and forth, and yeah. it's not. You don't see the beauty of the game as much as like a two to one shootout battle. You know, those are those are more entertaining, in my opinion. Anyways, I think that's gonna be about it for hockey. Uh, stay tuned on Transistor. With about ten seconds in the future, we're <laughs> gonna be talking about football. I think football and baseball. Baseball, yeah. All right, stay tuned on eighty-eight nine Transistor. One. Hey, everybody, as promised, we're back really early on Transistor. <laughs> this is the water break, and we are going to <laughs> talk about baseball. Um, baseball has lost, you know how every sport kind of has, you know, that one player that's just hangs around, and every season you see them pop up again. Have Wayne like, Gretzky? Mm, Wayne Gretzky was an all-time great. Well, because he's, he's so much better than everyone else. When but, like, every sport kind of has that one player that just crops up every year or two years for a different team, having one random hot stretch, um, yeah, you know, yeah. sometimes playing a different position, you know, like, really? yeah, like how in football, it looks like Tyran Matthew is going to be that type of player, you mm. know, like quietly changes teams every off season, crops up every so often, goes to the playoffs, never wins a ring, you know, kind of that kind of player. Yeah. So Tyran Matthew looks like he's going to be that kind of player. Baseball lost a Tyron Matthew. Ian Kinsler um, has retired. Angels, Red Sox, Padres. This kid's played for That's like... a lot of teams. Yeah, he's played for more too. This kid's played for like half the league. Um, a lot more than you normally see from a position player. Um, but he stepped down um, and he's going to be a... Um, I think he's going to go to the Padres organization. I'm going to have to look at the... Is he coaching? He will serve as an advisor in baseball operations for the Padres. Oh, that's cool. So kind of coaching, but so like, kind of coaching, like just a like skills trainer, something just like, along those lines. Yeah, just like helping out. Oh, that's um, cool. I mean, he's still with them. It's pretty cool. You still work for a professional baseball association. I think many people that would be their dream for whatever sport yeah. they play. <laughs> Definitely just working for an MLB association. I know because the coach of my hockey team used to be a stick boy for the LA Kings. Ooh, so he got Kings. to go in their locker room and everything. He said that was pretty cool. You got to see how the players would like take loss and stuff and work out. It's it's a, that would be a pretty sick job. Like I yeah. would definitely love that. Um, also in baseball news, um, you guys may have remembered last year we spent. It feels like you know every week from December to March we were like, all right, guys, it's all quiet on Harper and Manchado. Um, all quiet on that front, guys. All you know? quiet on the Western Front. That's a book. Yeah. Um, you know, a book that I did not enjoy reading. I thought it was pretty good, nah. but this is a show about sports, so we're not going to talk about <laughs> no. that. Uh, we were 
consistently every week we were saying nothing to report on Harper and Machado, but this season free agency seemed to happen real fast, you know? It's been, the winter meetings were just a couple of weeks ago, it's been free agency for a little under a month, and there's only a couple of quality free agents left. Um, Josh Donaldson is still out there on the open market, so is Corey Dickerson. Um, Dallas Keuchel is the best uh, starting pitcher left on the open market, and after that it starts to get really dicey. Um, the Angels had a big offseason when it came to getting position players. They got, obviously, a third baseman, Anthony Rendon. Don't know who that is. Um, Not a huge baseball expert. He won the series last year. Boy, has a cool-sounding name, so yeah. go Anthony Rendon. He won the series last year, and now he's going to pair up with Mike Trout, and he's going to be... That's probably the best one-two punch in baseball. It's a I pretty, would... pretty big duo. I mean, anyone anyone with Trout is going to be a big, big duo, but yeah. like, it's like putting anyone with Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, putting and anyone with LeBron. Usually it'll work. Putting anyone with LeBron, putting anyone with... I guess Lamar Jackson's kind of the GOAT right now. But... No! <laughs> Wrong. Lamar Jackson is having a really good season. He's not having the kind of career. I, okay, I could see him becoming the GOAT. Like, the greatest of... I could see him becoming far and away the greatest of all time. If I he don't plays, think he has the longevity to do that. If you look at his play style. Well, the play style is risky. I think if he stays healthy and he kind of, because Russell Wilson played similar to that. But that's a pretty big if. That. Yeah. Russell Wilson played similar to that. And but now only for a couple of years. He refined his game. He was able to really uh, work on his deep ball, throwing medium passes, out routes, not making mistakes, making yeah. amazing plays. Russell Wilson was able to... Russell Wilson was able to de- work out how to scramble to pass. Lamar yeah. Jackson, as oh. soon as he starts running, you can automatically tell he's not throwing that ball. Yeah, that's true. But there's what are the defenders going to do? They can see it coming from a mile away, and Lamar Jackson's still going to find a way to break their ankles. That like, is... Some of the moves he puts on people make it look like that someone's pushed them. This is true. It's crazy. He is, he is an amazing athlete. Yeah. And he is definitely the kind of guy that you really need to play pocket container, put a spy on. Otherwise, he will just completely, not like, he will chew you up and spit you out. And and the thing is, they do put spies on him. And, and he's it's still... It's almost, it's not even enough. It's like double-teaming DeAndre Hopkins, you yeah. know? You still have to do it, because, like, even though he will eat you up with the double-team, that's nothing compared to, you know, how to, to badly yeah. this guy could beat a single coverage. Exactly. Do you think there are any corners in the league right now that could... That could go one-on-one with DeAndre Hopkins and have an okay success rate. The Patriots tried it. We've actually seen a game where this happened this season. Uh, Bill Belichick, in all of his infinite wisdom, tried to have Stephon Gilmore locked up on the island with DeAndre Hopkins. It didn't and work. And they paid for it. It did not work. No, the Patriots that lost that game. game. Yeah, the Patriots oh. lost that game by a lot. No. Not many people saw that coming, too. But oh, yeah. no, completely. Everyone figured that Bill Belichick would do the sensible thing and give Gilmore some help on covering DeAndre Hopkins, who's probably the hardest guy in the entire league to shut down. But what do you know? What happened happened. The rest is history. So I think we're actually going to use this as a nice segue to transition ahead. What do you think is going to – how do you think the NFC playoff picture is going to shake out? Okay. So you've got the Canucks. or That's that's not even the right sport. That's no. That's not even the, okay, okay. Let's get back on track. Are the Canucks here. even. You got the, the Mariners. No, I'm just kidding. You got the Seahawks, the 49ers, kind of duking it out for that um, either number one or number two spot there. Uh, that one really falls on the last game that they're gonna have. Week 17, 49ers Seahawks play each other. Besides that, you can't really say who's gonna win. 
until you've seen the outcome of that game. I hope the Seahawks can clinch it, but right now it's such a coin toss for who wins that. They're mm-hmm. both such good teams. And uh, um, Seattle still has a lot of question marks um, on the defense when it comes to injury. Quandre Diggs, Bobby Wagner, oh, Jadavion no, Wagner? Tony, uh He showed up on the injury report, oh, missed practice on Thursday. I it did does not realize well. that. That is not good. Clowney, I knew he was uh, having problems. That's not good mm-hmm. either because he's really been stepping it up in the last couple of weeks. He's becoming a big part of our defense. Yeah. Sadly. But uh, he's hurt. That's... I mean, this defense, this is going to practically be a practice squad by the time the Cardinals are finished <laughs> with us. Oh, um, well, luckily, we don't have the hardest of matchups this coming week. Cardinals and then the Niners. But and the I Cardinals think... have potential. Yeah. That's kind of the scary part. The Cardinals and... are the kind of team that you would expect to see play spoiler. They've got an up-and-down yeah. quarterback, an like extremely up-and-down like quarterback. It's like the Falcons. Yes. They're similar to the Falcons. Yes, the Falcons did indeed play spoiler. The Niners... Had a chance to all but wrap up the one seed. Yeah. Um, and, and then oh boy, the Falcons, the Falcons just... came in. But the problem is the Seahawks have no more room for error. If we lose to the Cardinals, that's it. We're wild card. And there's pretty much no chance of coming yeah. back. But if we we need to win the next two games. If we do that, we can take it. We'll, we'll get the number one slot. But if not, that's going to be a problem. Anyway, I think Saints pretty much got the number two on lock. And, and the then Packers are going to be number three. I think the Packers have number three semi on lock. The Vikings still have a shot at it, right? Yeah, the Vikings and Packers play each other this weekend. But it's going to In Minnesota. Basically, however that game shakes out, it's going to be Creed's not here to be like, the Vikings will win. The Vikings are the best team in the league. Yeah, speaking of, I don't Um, think... Is Kirk going to play? I don't think so. And I don't think if Kirk plays, I don't think Kirk Cousins... I think if he can't figure out a way to win without handing the ball to Dalvin Cook 30 times... I don't think he's going to have a job next season. Yeah, I agree. Um, if, if if Cousins chokes it away, if without Dalvin Cook, Cousins withers in the spotlight, you know, and uh, the Vikings miss the playoffs, that's it for him. Yeah, Cousins has been putting on a pretty good show yeah. recently. That's another good scheme fit for Tyrod Taylor, by the way. Yeah, I think so. They would be pretty run central if Tyrod Taylor came in. With oh, the good, definitely, yeah. The good, and I feel like they'd be kind of wasting Thiel, not wasting, and Diggs because those are two really good wide receivers with the actually, yeah. not so much throwing quarterback. They'd probably get you know who actually would fit that scheme Russell pretty nicely. Russell Wilson would fit their scheme oh. pretty nicely. <laughs> Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson fits scheme. most scheme nicely. You know who I think might actually be a good fit over there is Philip Rivers. Okay. And I think Rivers, obviously, uh, obviously, he's on his way out of um, of L.A. I think he's on his way out of the NFL. He's but old. And not saying because he's not bad. Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen made Case Keenum look like an MVP dark horse. Yeah. I think they can, and they're making Kirk Cousins look really good, too. I think you plug Phillip Rivers in there, who's an all-time great quarterback. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. <sighs> I don't think there'd be any stopping a Minnesota team with Phillip Rivers on it. That's and you true. already know, Brett Favre has shown that Minnesota is not scared to pay an old quarterback. Yeah. You know, Brett Favre was 40 when the Vikings picked him up. Uh, I just, I don't know. I can't see that happening. Because Favre was still pretty good when they picked him up. Yeah, I mean, he hadn't had that really decline. Rivers is kind of showing his decline at Rivers this point. is really showing his age. But up until this season, he's been solid. He has. That is, it's true. So, I don't know. It's hard to say. But that would be, that would be really interesting if it did happen. Uh <sighs> That feels weird. like the kind of thing that would happen in Madden. Yeah, you know, every true. single Madden sim, the Vikings get rid of Cousins, pay Rivers nothing, and then they win the Super Bowl. My ultimate team. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, I think that um, that's going to actually bring uh, this week of the water break to an end. 
Um, we will see you guys in the new year, Saturdays at noon on 88.9 The Bridge. Listen to us there. Um, we're going to put this show on Transistor. Thank you for showing us help through the digital universe. Um, and um, it was a great year for the water break, guys. Thank it you was. for listening. Yeah, uh, it's been awesome. It's been a ride. And we'll come back next year even better. Yeah. See you guys later. We'll see y'all.